Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Oz. It is Thursday, the 9th of December, Navy Day in Sri Lanka. Zara, today we're going to be talking through the government's announcements yesterday on all things cryptocurrency, digital wallets, and buy now, pay laters. There was a very modern digital tone to the announcements yesterday. But first, Zara, take us through the day's news. Yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced Australian officials will no longer attend Beijing's Winter Olympics next year due to, quote, human rights abuses in Xinjiang and many other issues that Australia has consistently raised. This does come after the US and New Zealand also announced that they'll not be sending diplomats to the Games. It is important to note here, however, the athletes will still be going. New South Wales Health has some nerves this morning after confirming five people who attended a party boat cruise in Sydney last Friday have tested positive to COVID-19, with preliminary results indicating two have the new Omicron variant. There were about 140 people who attended the party, all of whom are now in isolation. Pam Scott Morrison has said the comments made by Coalition MP George Christensen on a US conspiracy theorist's web show were, quote, appalling. Morrison added that Christensen should quietly go into retirement because, as we know, George Christensen isn't planning to contest the next election. During the appearance, Christensen encouraged viewers to protest outside Australian embassies over the country's pandemic restrictions. The MP also laughed when the host of the show compared Australia's quarantine facilities to Auschwitz. And for today's good news, we go to the world of tennis. Ash Barty has won the Women's Tennis Association's Player of the Year Award for the second time in her career. This comes after Barty, who won the Wimbledon tournament in July, finished the year as number one ranked tennis player for the third consecutive season. But what we're seeking to do is modernise the payment system to broaden out the types of services and products that are governed by regulation with respect to cryptocurrency. We want to take it out from the shadows, bring it into a considered regulatory framework. Zara, that was Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg announcing a series of changes to Australia's financial systems. Frydenberg described it as the largest reforms to our payment systems in a quarter of a century and, and made the claim that this was about bringing Australia into the 21st century. Here it's important to add that the full details on all aspects of this regulatory change aren't expected until the end of 2022 after the federal election, given that various agencies will need to be consulted with and report back to the government of the day. There are, however, three main aspects that the Treasurer outlined in a speech given yesterday. Sam, talk me through them. So let's start off with the cryptocurrency reforms. Your favourite topic. Yeah, and and the favourite topic of 800,000 Australians who currently hold crypto. So at the present moment, crypto assets and trading in Australia is mostly unregulated. That is, of course, the appeal of cryptocurrency is that it's kind of, it's off grid. The federal government yesterday, though, made it clear that it wants to introduce regulation within the crypto space with the aim of the regulation being to implement protections for consumers. I'm sure we've all seen ads for Bitcoin on bus shelters. And it's now moving into that territory where a lot of people are being incentivized to invest in crypto without fully understanding the financial risks. So this is all going to fall under that new licensing framework that's going to be part of these 2022 discussions that you just mentioned. And it could include advice on a potential cryptocurrency taxation policy. We know the ATO has had a lot of issues with people not declaring their crypto income as tax. And they've done a big campaign, especially trying to educate young Australians on the fact that they need to declare their crypto. That could be more formalized with these reforms. 
Probably the most important part of the announcement, though, yesterday was this talk of a digital currency. Now, we've seen one in El Salvador, and we've seen quite advanced discussions about a digital currency in China. Explain what that means. Basically, it means it's a state-endorsed coin. It's different to cryptocurrency because you've got to remember that a state-endorsed coin would actually be regulated. So it would take the place of ordinary currency or it would exist alongside the money that you and I use currently? At the moment, the clearest indication we have from the treasurer is that it looks like he would appear alongside. In his comments yesterday, he talked about how cash is being phased out and that there's no real place anymore for hard copy checks. And so the idea would be that businesses and individuals could conduct transactions on this digital currency regulated by the RBA and the government in a way that is totally digital and paperless. If there have been two buzzwords in the finance world, it has been crypto and then buy now, pay laters. The treasurer also spoke about the BNPL sector. What did he say? So we know that BNPL transactions account for 20% of online retail transactions in Australia now. And we also know that about 5 million Australians have a buy now, pay later account. There's been kind of ups and downs in how much these have been the focus of regulation. But yesterday, the Treasurer said there would be now a renewed focus on the reforms to regulate the space. He said they're all great companies, but they all might need to stick within the rules a little bit more. It's interesting to note here that under our current Payment System Regulation Act, things like Apple Pay, Google Pay, Afterpay and Zip don't actually fall under those laws. That's why it's difficult for regulators to have oversight. Here's what the Treasurer had to say about digital wallets and how they could fit in with Buy Now Pay Laters. Well, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, in fact, they're providing more consumer choice and easier, um, easier forms of payment, but they're not all regulated. And that means they may not have the appropriate transparency around fees. When you say digital wallets, what do you mean by that? The best way to think about digital wallets is navigating the app store on your mobile phone. It's kind of the way that Apple can retain your payment information and you can pay on your phone through your Apple ID account. So like Apple Pay. Exactly. Those transactions don't actually touch Australian jurisdictions. They're not taxed and they're not regulated by the government. That was what a big dispute with Apple was about earlier this year. Of course, this digital finance space is revolutionising itself across the world. What are we seeing in other countries? You mentioned El Salvador. What can we see from the rest of the world? The announcements from the Treasurer yesterday are quite in line with what we've seen in the US. The US has previously said it is looking into establishing the similar regulatory frameworks that would allow banks to facilitate the ownership of crypto assets for customers. To break that down into kind of more easy to understand talk, the theory is that the first step to regulating cryptocurrency is to allow you and I to hold it in our own bank accounts, our regular bank accounts, instead of crypto-only bank accounts. We've seen similar regulation in the UK in the crypto space. They've actually focused in on the online promotion of crypto assets. And I think that's a really interesting space, especially for young Australians who, I don't know about you, but we are absolutely bombarded with crypto ads as we go about our business online. However, some countries are really focused on cracking down as soon as possible. We have examples in China where there's quite severe penalties on crypto transactions and mining and the misuse of those transactions. And similar penalties in India where laws have actually been proposed where anyone using crypto as a payment would be arrested without a warrant. 
Honestly, if like me, it takes a while to get your head around these concepts, let us know what we can do in helping to break down some of those barriers. It's certainly the way of the future. We can see people around us investing in these types of financial products and it certainly caught the eye of the government and will be a major agenda item for whichever government is voted in at the next federal election. That is all we have time for today on The Daily Oz. Thank you for joining us today and every other day. If you are enjoying the podcast, please follow us on whatever platform you are listening to us on currently. As an independent media publisher, it really helps us grow and your support means everything to us. Have an excellent Thursday.